Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an upcoming workshop series titled Cow-Calf Management with Limited Perennial Acres. This program will be held December 6th in Alma, Nebraska, and also December 8th in Wayne. The focus of this program is understanding some management practices that can be employed if you're wanting to operate a cow-calf management system with limited perennial acres. And here we're thinking about limited pasture acres. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Carla Wilkie, who will be one of the primary presenters at this program. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Wilkie. Thanks for having me. Dr. Wilkie, you've done a lot of research looking at some different systems where a portion of the year, at least, involves some confinement for cows or cow-calf pairs. Share with us some of the things that you've learned as you've worked with those systems and how that might have application for producers who are looking to have cow-calf pairs, maybe where they have limited pasture. So what we've evaluated um, is when you don't have the pasture and you have them in some kind of confinement or semi-confined area and you have to feed the majority of their diet, we've evaluated limit feeding those cows, poor quality forages, and some kind of mixture of distillers or distillers and beet pulp or um, sweet bran or, you know, some sort of higher quality energy and protein source mixed with some lower quality forages enough to meet their needs, but to limit their dry matter intake so that they're not consuming everything they want and trying to maintain their weight. And so we've evaluated that type of system for pairs for quite a few years and pretty much determined that as long as we can accurately determine the energy content of the feeds and the requirements of the cows that we can target a diet and maintain cows in confinement um, on while limit feeding them if, if we provide the, at least two feet of bunk space per cow and then some space for the calf that's in there as well. And um, so for years, we've, we've kind of evaluated that and, and tried to determine, you know, what's the best way to go about feeding those cows and, and that kind of thing. And um, that's actually worked fairly well for people that have some limited acres. And I guess in recent years, we've moved that research more to what is the best management scenario for the calf that's growing up in that confinement system. And so that's part of what we'll be talking about some in the meeting, um, as well as just some more systems type approaches to this. You don't have a lot of access to distillers. Um, what are some other alternatives within the system that you can use while you're confinement feeding, as well as what are some annual forage options part of the time, as well as, you know, uh, residues, obviously, we graze a lot of residues in Nebraska. And so that's kind of what we're going to be evaluating or discussing what we've evaluated. Dr. Wilkie, the time in which people calve really is going to vary based on their resources, what's available to them. A lot of the confined cow research has looked more towards a summer calving program or maybe late summer, early fall, thinking about something that allows cow calf pairs to go out on crop residue and and use for many producers what's their most abundant and least expensive feed resource. Share with us some principles to think about as they think about health management, as they think about nutrition management, things like minerals that are needed to try to make that kind of system work well. I think for the producer who has limited perennial acres, changing that mindset that 
you know, all cows have to be having a calf in early spring is something they really need to to take into serious consideration. Obviously, these cows are going to be more confined um, for a longer period of time and maybe in a little tighter quarters than a lot of cows that do have access to go out on um, pastures. And so um, the more confined we make that baby calf, the more health risk that we do have for it. And that is why we've spent a lot of time evaluating kind of an alternative timing of that system because that early spring, very wet, muddy lot is not the best place for a baby to be confined. And so, um, you know, having producers think through when that calf maybe is born in some drier conditions since he does or is more likely to be confined during that time frame um, has been kind of a focus and that has certainly certainly worked well for our research as well as for some other producers that you know, have tried to use that. It also provides those producers with an alternative marketing time from the the more traditional um, spring-born calves. So then that allows them to be weaning a calf that's ready to go out on summer grass when there's more of a demand for that in, in the spring. So there are certainly some things for producers to consider, you know, along the timing of the cycle when you are using some confinement, as well as what you mentioned about taking an advantage of some of those corn stock residue timeframes and things. So you think about putting cows in confinement and using crop residues such as corn stocks and distillers. We need to also be cognizant that that kind of diet requires some different kind of vitamin and mineral packages to make sure we're meeting those animals' needs. Just give us a quick overview of some key things to think about with that. So, you know, as you mentioned, that's kind of a poor quality forage, doesn't have a lot of minerals and stuff. Distiller's grain's pretty high in phosphorus. And so calcium becomes something of a um, a mineral that we need to reevaluate how much of that we're providing in the mineral because there's not a lot of calcium in the poor quality residues. And these are not cows that are going out on green forage and consuming. So, um in light of feeding a lot of distillers with high phosphorus, we've got to add that calcium. Um, we can have some interferences of copper with sulfur, and there's higher levels of sulfur in distillers, and so we don't want that copper to be tied up and not be available to the animal. So we probably need to be feeding a more available form of copper and um, plenty of it in that mineral. Um, we are also going to be addressing at this conference some of the research results that we are finding with reevaluating how much vitamin A needs to be supplied because that is a vitamin that is stored in the liver. And so um, we kind of, our, our recommendations based on the NRC are kind of under the assumption that those cows are storing that from the time frame when they were on green grass. Well, if that time frame is being more and more limited in this confined cow, then that um, level that needs to be fed in the mineral may be higher. So we have had a graduate student out here in the Panhandle doing some research on that this fall with the, the baby calves that were just being born and looking at their liver stores and the cow's liver stores on different levels. And so that becomes a consideration. Magnesium 
into consideration for when the cow goes into lactation, you know, making sure that we're providing those things. Zinc is a very important mineral for immunity for those calves. And so, of course, we're putting these calves in a little tighter um, bedding. And so just making sure that we're reevaluating some of those things in light of the management system that we're using and not just using a mineral that we would typically have used in a completely different setting where they might be getting most of what they need from what they were grazing. Dr. Wilkie, anything else on this topic that you'll be covering at these upcoming workshops that you think would be valuable for producers to know and understand? Um, we will be visiting. We have a, um, a veterinarian who's worked on some of the health aspects of it. And so she's going to be sharing some of her updates and, um, I'm going to be sharing a little bit of just some alternatives to the diets when we can't get certain things. Like sometimes we're in areas where distillers is harder to get, or you may be um, like this year, just very expensive. And I'm just going to share a little bit on how we might make a system out of it and use some annual forages for grazing and some crop residues. And then, limit so that it's not a 100% of the time confined, but yet we're still able to use the resources we have and still understanding that our perennial acres are limited and that time frame is short. So we're just going to try to cover a lot of the bases on the research that we have gotten conducted as well as some um, things that we have seen producers do when we've out visiting with them that have had to use a somewhat confined system because of a limited perennial acres, either because it's overall limited, they just don't have those acres, or as you and I've talked many times in Nebraska, drought strikes us quite a bit, and we just may need to get off of those perennial acres. So that's kind of what we're going to be covering. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Thank you for having me. For more information on the upcoming workshop that will be held December 6th in Alma, Nebraska, and December 8th in Wayne, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the upcoming workshop, Cow-Calf Management with Limited Perennial Acres, a workshop series.